0: So, the last verse of Psalm 23, um, I like to call it a beautiful doozy. Um, it's, it's of the psalmist leaning into the hope and the granting of God's promises. And so that's um, what I hope to attempt to break down this morning. Um, as some of you might know, um, I'm a nerd. And I love to take a deep dive uh, beneath the surface of the biblical text. Um, Four years of Bible college will really do you in. Just fair warning. Um, So I've chosen to focus on one word. The word surely. Surely. So perhaps I'm a bit more skeptical than most. But it seems to me that our culture has bought into the idea that nothing is certain. Um, People have a hard time trusting others, and this especially translates when this trust requires faith. Um, So it'll be no surprise to those of you who know my story that I have a very difficult time um, coming to trust people. And admittedly, uh, this will even uh, translate into my relationship with God. Um, Now, before I go much further, I. Like I want to preface this with sometimes, sometimes being skeptical is a good thing. Sometimes it's um, healthy in the interest of protecting yourself, protecting your family, uh, protecting your loved ones. That's a healthy level of skepticism. It's just a reality of, of sin in the world. Um, but often I, I feel as though it's, it's our cultural norm uh, here in the West to take things a little too far when it comes to skepticism. I mean, even the prefix of the word surely, which is the word sure, has almost, uh, it's taken on almost a, a less than certain connotation. Um, those of you who work in the trades, Rob, uh, Mark Zalat, if you're here today, Joash, Brent, if you're here, um, when, when a customer asks for something, I'm just going to ask you a question. When a customer asks for something to be done in a certain way, Perhaps a way that you wouldn't do. Perhaps a way that you wouldn't agree with. What's your response? Oh, it might still work, but, uh, you know, getting getting there might be a little janky. So what do you say? Sure. This guy does not know what he's talking about. Why? Like, he should just DIY, honestly. Like, why am I even here? Why is he paying me? We live in a world that is unsure. And reality. There's uncertainty. But here's the but God moment. We worship a God who doesn't mess around. We have faith in a God who declares that his promises are yes and amen. We have a God who loved us first and his deep and profound love is unwavering. How can we be sure of this? Language can help us understand. so here's the nerd moment in the bible we um, the the word that we use to translate to surely is the Hebrew word, um, sorry, Hebrew scholars. it's the Hebrew word "ach um, and it carries connotations of total certainty, not just not just half half sure, like we're talking full like 100% committed. It translates best to definitely, positively, without a doubt. Ach, surely. When I begin to question the goodness of God, Psalm 23 is, is the psalm that I often land on. His goodness is abundant in my life. And yet I still need reminders. We're chic. We all do. We can be comforted in the discourse of Psalm 23. Because we notice um, that each verse is actually echoed throughout the rest of the Bible, especially in Jesus' teaching. Starting in verse 1, we have a good shepherd who gives us rest. This is echoed in John ten eleven when Jesus is talking about how he is the good shepherd. Matthew 11, 28, come to, come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. Our souls are restored with living water, and we respond by repentance towards paths of righteousness. Um, I'm reminded of John 4.14, where Jesus is talking to the Samaritan woman about living water. The Holy Spirit lives in each and every one of us and is with us. He quenches our fear. 1 Corinthians 6:19 convicts us of this. Even in my own life, um, going through my immigration processes, Pastor Craig mentioned. Um, I couldn't hold a job for three months, just going between statuses. Um, But the beautiful thing, the testimony of God's goodness in my life is that my wife and I never went without. Our needs were always met. This is God's faithfulness and nothing else, people. Hebrews and Romans talk about how we are to take comfort in God's gentle correction. And Pastor Craig pointed this out, because of God's rod and staff, we are protected from danger and we are also not lacking in direction. And Then last week, Pastor Katie reminded us that in God taking us above and beyond, he invites us to eat at a table that he's prepared for us with others who are just like us, broken, tired, hungry, burnt out sheep. Jesus set... uh, sets this example best in Luke seven, when he had compassion on the woman, who came to wash his feet with her tears. All the while, he was eating with the Pharisees. Psalm twenty three. This is what the conclusion. This is this is the conclusion that this leads me to. This and nothing else. God does not take shortcuts. God does not settle. God does not stop at our mere needs despite our oft inability to see it. Ah, surely, beyond any doubt, with undeniable certainty, God's goodness and mercy, mercy lavishes me, despite me being unworthy. And he doesn't stop there. His love is so unbelievably profound that he invites me to dwell with him in his house forever. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you.